This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and we are back with another incredible episode of the official Caps Chirp Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What's going on? Not much, Polly. I think maybe we should just uh, pop some tabs and get right into this incredible episode where we'll be talking about the ter- tumultuous week in which the the Capitals have had and, of course, league news. Polly, what do you think? Let's do it. One, two, three. So, I'd like to start the episode on a personal note. Um, buddy of mine... John Hill, he's uh, affectionately known as Scooter among his friends, and um, he's actually on TikTok at that Solar Bear fan. I think uh, he's got a pretty good following, and um, he recently received some some very um, very terrible medical news, and I just wanted to let him know that um, I love him and uh, you're strong. We got faith in you here, and uh, been my buddy since uh, sixth grade. Played a lot of hockey with him over the years. He affectionately calls me his D-man. You know, always had his back best I could to my abilities. Um, but um, just want to say I love you, Scoot, and uh, kick this thing's ass. Absolutely, man. Thoughts are with you, Scooter. Uh, we wish you the best of luck, bud. All right. <clears throat> All right, now for some NHL. Um, on Friday, Robert Bortuzzo was uh, traded from St. Louis over to Long Island in exchange for a seventh rounder in 2024. Uh, I feel like that guy's been around a couple places. Bortuzzo? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess guys are looking for a little bit of muscle. I don't, I'm not really sure what his relevance is that much anymore. Good role player. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Long Island loves those role players. Exactly. For a seventh rounder in 2024. I wonder what grumpy old man and TJ are thinking about that one. Right. You know, <laughs> as I say it, I think Long Island just sounds better than the Islanders. Like, I think it would sound better if they were the Long Island New Yorkers instead of the New York Islanders. Okay. Well, let's not let's not go shitting on everybody here, I guess. I don't know. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know if All right. I don't know if that's even possible to be to enact at this point. No. I think the <laughs> the best they could do is put Long Island on a jersey. That's probably as far as they could take it. Exactly. And another trade, Eric Robinson, left winger from Columbus, was sent to Buffalo in exchange for a conditional seventh rounder in 2025. Um, and it's all the trades we've had so far. There was a little talk. I saw someone posted a picture of Jared McCann going to New York. I think that's just uh, – I think that was a joke. I think he's having a pretty good season right now, isn't he? Isn't he with the uh, – is it Seattle? Yeah, last I saw, I think that's where he was. Yeah, I think he's a big, big guy there on that team. Uh, definitely a veteran leader. But, <clears throat> you know, 
I, I look at these and I think these are mostly money moves. So, you know, St. Louis maybe be looking to load up as they try to like shed cap for a, for a pick. Same with, uh, Columbus to Buffalo, uh, just trying to get rid of guys. Um, couple million here, a couple million there. Uh, I did read on Russian Machine that Ethan Bear, the Caps are pretty serious about him. And um, is it was it Kuzmenko, who who's the the big Russian star in Vancouver? He's carrying a five point five cap hit, and then Ethan Bear is technically a UFA, so he's going to go to the highest bidder, or at least somebody who's going to offer him an attractive deal. Uh, you know, I I think the Caps should pull something, pull the trigger early here. I really do. I mean, you're looking at an aging core. You might as well, even if it's another aging guy. I mean, well, let me let me walk that back. When I say aging, I mean like late twenties. Okay, even if yeah. it's like a late twenties guy that you're you know hoping to get some prime years out of, a la you know a TJ Oshie type pickup. Uh, when he came to the Caps, you know. Something like that would would make sense to me. And honestly, for the Washington Capitals right now, because you have to think, I'm I'm in. We're gonna I'm burying the lead a little bit, but the Washington Capitals have had a really good bottom six showing <clears throat> in the front end here. The past, you know, they're really carrying the water. I think uh, for for the Caps offense here for the past couple of weeks, and if that's going to be the case, obviously the top six needs help. You've got to think Max Pacioretty is going to come in and do some damage, you know. So we already have a couple, of, and and it always surprises me when you think about Max Pacioretty. We're getting him at a two million dollar a year cap hit. So you know, right now with Backstrom being on LTIR, you know, we're we've got when Pacioretty comes back about six to work with. So Kuzmenko plus a move. Um, and a replacement on the defensive end for Ethan Bear would absolutely be in the in the realm of realism, I think. And I like Ethan Bear. I, I don't know much about this Kuzmenko guy, but he's an, he's a damn near 80-point scorer from last year. Those are the type of guys that we need on the top six, uh, the the 80 or Kuzmenko. But I, I just um, – I would rather the Washington Capitals pull the trigger early, you know, like a November-December trade would be amazing. And then – if things go south, I think that management has full ability here to kind of like wash their hands at deadline and be like, look, we try, we gave you some juice early in the season. And even with that juice, you couldn't do it. We're selling again at the deadline and we're going to see what happens. But I, I don't think that they would be so uh, black and white about it, if you will. But I think that do going at it early is, is, is the strategy the Washington Capitals should be taking right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got to win games. Why wait until February to to make an effort for it? Yeah, and I think coach has showed his chops. I think the coach, you know, I think with McClellan, he's got his what? Um, he's got his second coach now. Uh, if not his third, was reared in him. No, was he? Jesus, I can't remember. But you know, he he's got his coach right. And even though Lavi was also his coach, but uh, I think that uh, I think that the, the that the Caps are going to be able to to pull this out because the way that Lavi came in was a little bit dramatic, right? Um, with you know 
everything going on. So, I don't know, I'm rambling at this point. Polly, save me. Well, let's talk about something terrible that happened in Detroit this week. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, man. Scary playing Detroit. There was this, a weird scrum in front, which looked pretty fucking normal. Um, well, were you were you going to say something else, Polly? Oh, I I just I went out of order on the on the outline because I was okay. gonna. We can freewheel well, here, let's, you know. Well, I just I the the injuries and suspensions go together. So let me let's talk about the other injury first. Okay, okay. Boone Jenner is out six weeks. That's Columbus's captain. Uh, fractured jaw. He took an Ivan Provorov shot to the face um, no bueno. on Friday. Yeah, so uh, he did not come back after that one. So some things are a little too much, even for hockey tough. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Hope he gets better. Boone Jenner, man, like the the Columbus Blue Jackets OG Boone Jenner is who we're talking about. Um, yeah. But moving on to Detroit, like I said, scary play, scrum in front. This looked like a very vanilla, like a very run-of-the-mill scrum. Then as yeah. the puck squirts over, kind of some bodies are in contact before dispersing. And Dylan Larkin gets absolutely buttoned uh, with somewhat of a, you know, I don't I don't think anybody's really a bad guy here. I think that when you're in a scrum like that, everybody's close together, you're allowed to kind of push and shove and get guys out of the way. But just like the weirdness of the contact that hit Dylan Larkin, hit him into another guy, he just is out cold. After the dust settles on the mayhem, David Perron, who I I like his edge, turns around and sees Zub just over the body of the passed out body of Dylan Larkin face out, face down on the ice and just starts going after him. High cross checks to the head, like, you know, kicking his ass, right? Because he had thought that that what it and, and honestly, if you look at the play and you look at it full way full the way through. David Perron turns and he just sees Zub hovering palms up over Dylan Larkin's like slumped body. And yeah. he just goes after him. I mean, it's so for, for Perron, he's going to get an in-person hearing. He's going to get a sussy from this. But at the same time, like I could totally see why you would fly off the handle there. Your captain's on the ground and there's a guy behind him palms up. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't look good, and like you said, in Perron's defense, he just turned around and saw what was going on. He saw the aftermath. Yeah. Um, uh, Perron got ejected for intent to injure. I think, you know, hopefully they take into account his side of what he saw, just turning around and seeing that, and not just looking at what he did. Yeah, Um Unfortunately, I feel the situation – I mean, he's going to get hit with one, I think. I think he's going to get a couple games, if not three, um, because it was a high hit. And, like, Zub had nothing to really do with the original play. Um, yeah. You know, and, and unfortunately, while it's – I mean, in a vacuum, really, if you look at each individual action, I wouldn't say that there's anything there with the Larkin hit, though it did come up high. It wasn't like – you know, a, a big face wash. It wasn't, it was just kind of like, I'm everywhere. Like, get out of my way. Everybody was doing that, flailing their arms. And I know you should be in control of yourself, but I, I you know, 
a minor penalty at best out of that situation. And then Perron kind of going over the edge to attack a guy who wasn't involved. I think that ultimately that that's going to be, while it may or may not be, should may or, or should or shouldn't be, I think that's ultimately going to be what's going to put him down and, and get him those sussy games. Yeah, you're right. And it, it sucks because, you know, Perron's probably sitting there thinking, I didn't hurt a guy and they hurt my guy. But, right. I mean, the fact of the matter is, no matter who did or didn't get hurt, your actions are, you know, he, he took the absolute on-purpose route. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. There's there was no like questioning his intent and it was to like kind of like beat a guy up, you know, dummy somebody is what he was trying to do. Yeah. So uh <clears throat> yeah, I mean he'll he'll ha- he'll have that that hearing and I really don't think it's going to go very well for David Perron, but I guarantee the boys in the locker room are appreciating at least the effort there to step in on on as a team play so for him big team play it's gonna land him probably sussied for a few games though i think yeah well caps fans we do have to pay the bills here so bet the action on the ice with DraftKings sportsbook download the app now and use code thpn new customers can bet 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for getting just five for betting just five dollars on hockey that's code thpn only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-788. Nine seven 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 seven, or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets explore expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources nhl and nhl shield or registered trademarks of the national hockey league copyright NHL 2023, all rights reserved. Let's talk about the Washington Capitals and their, you know, maybe not best week, but definitely fucking exciting. What do you think, Polly? Yee. All right. In today's Washington wraparound, we've got four games to cover. Uh, the Washington Capitals are definitely making up for their slow scheduled start. And on the tw- on the 4th, they landed in Arizona, finishing up that long home home or I mean long road stretch that they had in California, finishing it out in Arizona with an absolute stinker of a game, 6 to nothing loss. Kuznetsov was a healthy scratch for what Carberry is would call a mental reset on his game. You know, the Caps came out buzzing in the beginning and even got a power play. But um, I'll give you one guess how that went, Polly. Nothing. Exactly. The Caps did absolutely nothing on the power play as they have it, have been doing the past month or so. Um, then the Caps took a penalty and the Yotes went two for two on their first shots on net. Uh, Wilson took another penalty and the Yotes scored again. 
Kemper was pulled for the morale boost, not so much because he was playing bad. Um, once Lindgren was in, though, uh, the Caps sucked ass, and Keller and Schmaltz continued to dice us up, which resulted in a screen goal. Uh, when it couldn't get any worse, it got way worse. A failed clear and a weak-ass poke check found Zucker alone in front for another goal. Total disaster of a period that went from hoping we get like one before the end of the first to Jesus Christ just in the pain. Um, the dumpster fire continued into the second as the Caps gave up. A, I mean, and this is, I don't know how big of a nail you need to fucking put the final one in a coffin, but I think this one was red hot and huge. The dumpster fire continued in the second as the Caps gave up a two on O shorthanded for the sixth goal against and I think they made like four passes between the two. Bukestad ended up burying it. I mean, it was it was child's play. Um, overall, just trash, terrible game. Shout out Blaine Forsythe's PP for absolutely torching the Caps. You know, I think there were a lot of people uh, who thought Blaine Forsythe was the problem with the Washington Capitals power play. Well, he shoved that right up everybody's hoop. Um and you know who knows what the, what the, what the problem is with the power play at some point, especially at this point in the season. But um, yeah, Blaine's Forsyth rang up like two or three PPGs on us, so I think that his in Arizona is is doing uh doing pretty good. You know, NHL on social media really hammered the fact that Zona beat the last five Cup champs in a row, and you know. While that is impressive, and they are a wagon right now, who the hell has had the last five Stanley Cup champions in his schedule ever? Right. Yeah. I mean, really, the only reason they had a chance to do it is because of luck of the schedule. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly right. Um, While they have done a a very good job and a convincing job of getting what seemingly is off the schneid, uh, the Washington Capitals, I know they're, you know, a responsible coach is going to look at the tape and try to find areas of improvement. But all in all, this is definitely one that you just burn the tape on. Wouldn't you think, Paulie? Kind of like the Penguins in the beginning of the season. Yeah, you burn the tape and then you burn the ashes. Yeah, you move on. Um, and move on the Caps did. Into this, at the seventh, we had Dallas um, at home. And... You know, just a quick stop at home. Lindgren and Kuzi both in. Milano scratched this game uh, again for the same reasons that uh, that uh, Carberry cited for Kuznetsov. You know, kind of a uh, a bit of a mental reset. Uh, it ended up being Matt Duchesne's 1,000th game. Wild to, to hear that stat from Matt Duchesne. Paul, I know you're an OG Matt Duchesne follower. Yeah, I mean, when he was, I think when he was drafted, it was either at the end of Sackick's career or Sackick just retired. Um, For the Avs, right? Yeah, yeah, because he was, uh, he was definitely top three. Maybe he was first overall. I can't remember. Um, and that you know he was kind of labeled like uh, eventually like. Um, you know, a real problem in the locker room, big distraction and all that. And since he's left the Avalanche, this is his, like, fourth or fifth different team. Um, he had a pretty good stint in Nashville. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, hopefully he does well there. Um, it's it's good to see that he stuck around to get his 1K, and he looks like he's still got quite a few years in him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, he looks like a, one of those guys. I mean, I think one of my favorite, I, and I believe it was Duchesne, um, one of his one of my favorite plays when he takes it across the the blue line and absolutely gets helicopter like you know vertical helicoptered you know what do they call it what it head over tea kettle just absolutely spun out on a hip check for Thorlov. yeah yeah was, that's beauty. yeah beauty hit and that's my favorite uh duchene <laughs> replay i think um but in this game, Dallas and the Caps both came to play. The Caps were really reeling in the first uh, few minutes until Wedgwood misplayed the puck behind the net, and Protus jumped in and scored from behind the goal line, banking it off the goalie. Uh, tough play for Wedgwood, but P.S. on the close-ups that they had of his mask, it was cool as shit. They, did you know he has like a cool Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mask? No, I didn't catch that. That's pretty awesome. Did you play with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or am I dating myself, Polly? No, dude, I bought the, check this out. <laughs> I bought this for my son. It's oh. uh, uh, Is it the yeah, original? It's the, uh, the five film collection. So it's got the, uh, oh. it's got the three live ones, TMNT, and then Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. So I, oh, I guess that's four, four live ones. And then, uh, yeah, so. Yes, I, I saw this in a store and I had to buy it. So you're not dating yourself. I was very much into the uh, TMNT. Yes, of course. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are, were core childhood memory for me. So cool to see that mask. It's really well done. Um, but it was a back and forth period until Sagan buried a one-time snipe from no angle away completely from the play. Uh, really not much anyone could do about that one. In this second, it continued to be back and forth with the Caps getting a C-plus, I thought, in the beginning rating on execution for me in the first five minutes. Eventually, though, Dylan Strom buries after Wilson mishandled in the slot to become the highest goal scorer on the team. And then Kuzi responds to being a healthy scratch last game with a nasty breakaway goal for his fifth of the season. Uh, I think all this play was made possible for the Kuzi goal by a great back check by Protus and a smart pass by Phillips, who definitely took contact on the play just to get that up to him. At this point, I think the Caps, you know, I thought the Caps were absolutely dominating and really taking advantage of the Stars, who were on the back half of a road back-to-back where they were in Florida the night before. So, you know, writing on the wall, I'm like, I'm feeling good. I'm like, yeah, let's go. And then this motherfucker, Mason Marchman, bro, I hate this guy. He's just like a rat fink shitbird. I don't know why. Maybe it's his face. Maybe it's his face and maybe he always dings up the Caps. When he was with Florida, he dinged us up. And then here in Dallas, this dude is always on the score sheet. And I just, I don't know why, but I think it's his face. I mean, that's fair. He's, you know, speaking of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, he's uh, uh, not Splinter. Yeah, Splinter. <laughs> yeah, right. The rat. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, <clears throat> anyway, he buried a one-timer on a missed, uh, missed shot that clears the O-zone as a two-on-two. Wasn't played the best, for sure. The D kind of got crossed, and they both went to the puck. Uh, definitely out of position. 
and were unable to figure it out in time. Score was back to within one as the Stars capitalize on, on a literal gift. Uh, Lindgren, though, throughout all this, still playing well as per tradition. Early in the third, there's a power play goal against St. Thomas. Ran the Tendi. You know, I really hate to see that. Ill-advised, I would say. Um, but at the same, you know, I get that Tom Wilson made no attempt to like move out of the way, though I'm sure he felt the pressure from behind uh, from the guy that kind of pushed him in. I thought he was kind of pushed in. What did you think on this one, Polly? Yeah, I mean, I think it was kind of the situation where it, he let himself be pushed. <laughs> right, accidentally on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so hate to see it. You know, that's what happens when you have guys that play on the edge. And far be it for me to question the benevolence of St. Thomas. Hey, he he is all-knowing and all-powerful. He is. He is. <laughs> then with 10 minutes left, Dylan Strom strikes again on the power play. And what a snipe it was, man. Barring in Strom's 100th goal, Ovi's 1500th point. And by the way, it's Kuznetsov's 700th game. A lot of milestones there. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's got to feel good for Stromer to not only make his own milestone, but to be included on an Ovi milestone. Yeah, like who gets that puck? I feel like you got to give it to Ovi. Defer to the bigger record. Yeah. You know? But then, like, if you're if you're Ovi, you gotta be like, you take it, kid. I've got a bunch. Right, right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I would love to know, but um, all in all, you know, I, 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 and I told everyone not to sleep on Dylan Strom this year. I thought Dylan Strom was gonna have a breakout year, career high year. He's on his way to it, and I think that I don't think even if he has a career high year this year, he's gonna. I don't think he's the tops in on this kid. He's good. Um, but the Caps were close to getting back the two-goal lead, but Proda shot it high, and it was he was a little bit handcuffed on that. He's a big guy. He had, didn't have the reach to go in tight, and his lane was really short side. So he tried to lift it above the far side shoulder. You know, pretty, pretty good play or at least attempt on it. Uh, and on the return rush, Rope hence snipes Lindgren to tie again. And, man, this... The, Rope Hintz absolutely unleashed one here. An absolute dart straight to the top. Uh, not much. I mean, it was a snipe, dude. You know, it's not much I don't think Lindgren could have, could have done there. Um, it tied it up. Regulation ended. Nothing in OT. And Jason Robertson, you know, who I fucking love, was the only one to score in the shootout, which was all the stars needed for the win. All in all... I think we were lucky to come out unscathed. Of course, it sucks to be blowing that type of lead uh, and, and to lose a close one here. But we're in Dallas. We're – I'm sorry. <clears throat> no, Dallas is at home here. But, you know, it's not a team that we see often. Dallas is good, second in their division at the time. You know, it's it's glad – I feel like it could have been worse. It definitely could have been better but I'll settle for the loser point. Yeah. I mean, I'll take the tie point. Yeah, exactly. Like scoring is a real problem right now. And so is the power play. So 
at least we're putting some points up, right? 5-4, put four goals up. Like, at least, you know, we're trending in the right direction. And that trend brings us to the culmination of the ninth where we played at home against the Rangers. It's a 4 nothing win. An absolute masterpiece clinic put on, I think, by the Washington Capitals. Oh, she was back. Hendricks LaPierre back in Hershey since he doesn't have to clear waivers. Milano back in, and we get to see Lavi back in D.C. The Caps score in the first minute as Faviari, Faviari finds Milano cross crease for a very pretty berry. I mean, props to Faviari for finding Milano so wide open for just a real layup goal, man. Did you see this one? Yeah, man. I I think Faviari has just impeccable vision. Yeah. He's really good, and and I don't. I mean, there's all this talk. There's always talk about activating the activating the D. The D are not scoring a ton of goals, but man, when they can get down and set something up, you always love to see the D man getting that point on on a primary assist there. You know. Yeah, and I mean, I I feel like D men scoring is huge. You love it, but. I think this is the like this is the main goal I, I would say in activating the D is you want your D men setting up goals you know getting those primary uh, primary assists like I think that should be their main concern um, right. scoring goals is nice but you know I, I think that's where their focus should be because I think that's what's going to happen more often from that position. Yeah, and I mean, of course, like them keeping plays alive, that's that's a, a secondary effect of, of them jumping up in the play and things like that. You know, it's it's okay yeah. to be the guy that's carrying the mail in and then, you know, it results into his own entry that also results into a goal. I mean, you know, I think that's at the at the core of it is what what they what in the NHL media and, and NHL coaches, they're all talking about activating the D. I think that that's really what they're talking about is that, you know, it's okay for a D man to go coast to coast and score, but it's also okay for him to just keep a play alive, stay a little lower, get, instead of retreating completely out of the zone to wait for the odd man rush, you might as well try to break it up early. Guys are going to cover for you. And then, Hey, you know, maybe this happens. You find a beauty pass across the crease for uh Sonny Milano. Yeah, I mean, you know, all you're describing you know, to to bring up your favorite sport. It's kind of like in football, you don't get you don't get an assist for throwing a big block, but that's the kind of stuff that makes good teams great. And that's what a a good team has defensemen that keep the puck alive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And at this point, the Caps are absolutely buzzing against New York. Ovi had a mini breakaway, but Shesterkin stuffed him. And I was just like, I just yelled, "God damn it! This is un- unreal!" And it was a, it was a good stuff. I thought it was a good move by Ovi too. He's got to go to his backhand there, and he lifted the puck, but Shesterkin was just all over it. Um, the Caps pretty much owned the first, and St. Thomas draws the late penalty uh, that carries over to the second. And the Caps didn't score on it. Surprise, surprise. What? Yeah, but two seconds later, the power play expired, and via tip in in front from Mantha. And a perfect feed from Kuzi. The Caps did score very shortly after. That play, I mean, oh my gosh. Like So good. To, to quote Eddie Murphy's grandma character in uh, Meet the Clumps, <laughs> it, may, 
makes me moist. <laughs> it was good. And I mean, you know, we all know that Anthony Mantha has some of the silkiest hands for sure on the team. But Kuznetsov, I mean, he had to go through a D-man to get that perfect pace. Uh, I mean, love to see it. Mantha's really just scoring from everywhere. And, and this continues throughout the week. But the Rangers tried to find their game during that process. Uh, but St. Thomas stole the puck. Created two-on-one with Ovechkin. Looks Ovechkin off and absolutely snipes Shesterk in top corner. Top far, top right corner, far and away. Um, unassisted. And then, you know, as things got worse last game, or in Arizona, things got better here. The fourth line then went deep and, and caused a bunch of mayhem on a dump-in. That made the Rags turn it over right to Nicholas Abekubel in the high slot that he snapped home. Uh, late in the third, Sandin took a holding call and Dowd wiped out randomly on the PK, opening up Zabinijad, who rang post off a rebound. This was their best chance so far. Uh, Lindgren has been so solid, though, at this point. Picking, pucks were just sticking to him, man. A shot on net usually resulted in a dead play. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, sorry. I zoned out. Oh, but yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Lindgren, I mean, has been has been really good. I thought that he vacuumed up all rebounds. Um, yeah. And that's a three-goal second period. So the Caps have traditionally been well, good in the middle frame. But, I mean, holy shit, this week they really are hammering it. Um, they wanted it in the third going up, you know, 4 nothing. They wanted it to be a boring third, and they did a good job of it. They closed out the game with stifling deep play and, and didn't give the the Rangers any room the entire game, I didn't think. Um, and at one point they had, like, you know, where the Rangers' shots were coming from, and not a single one was really in the, in a high-danger zone, so I love it. It was really good defensive structure and play from the Washington Capitals throughout the rest of this game. You know, talk about getting back in the win column and style against the best team in the NHL. I thought execution was lacking at certain areas of the game, but when it mattered, they were on point. They did get some luck, I think, via post or two, missed opportunities, misplayed pucks by New York, uh, but they also limited those opportunities as best as possible. I'd say this was the uh, the best game of the season so far, Polly. What did you think? Yeah, no disagreement here. Um, they looked good. They, they were playing the system well. They looked like a motivated, fast team. And when they weren't fast, they were in position to make up for it. Um, like you said, to do that against the Rangers with the way they've been playing this year is is big. Um, you know, doing it against the former coach feels good, too. Absolutely. You know, and I, I think that now, obviously, the, the writers that are following the Caps are taking every opportunity after that win to, you know, bag on Lavi. I still maintain that he was the right choice at, the, at that time. Um, but, you know, I'm sure that it feels good for the boys to, to be that way. You know, I saw Oshi came out and said, and of course, this is just in one soundbite, so don't take, I, I can't put too much on it. But he goes, you know, yeah, Carberry has come in and, and put in a system that's a little bit more player friendly for what we're set up for. Now, is TJ Oshi a NHL coach? No, but... Does he know something about hockey? Yeah. So, you know, take that for what it is. Um, but honestly, at this point, how about Spencer Carberry, you know, 
scratching guys and then them immediately coming back and putting one in the back of the net. Uh, this week alone, Kuzi and Milano both did it. And with the type of you know depth that the Caps have, young guys wanting in, I can't hate it. I mean, it's, a, it's like at this point, it looks like real like whip player whispering shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, at this point, it looks like it works. So he's got to feel good about it. You know, like I imagine when they score those goals just to himself, he's just like, fuck yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, I can't argue with success at this point in the season now that we're taking this team seriously. So, you know. But begs the question. Yeah. Does he scratch Ovi? Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know. That's something that we'll talk about on Thursday at the Hockey Troll Hip Check is Ovi's performance or lack thereof this season. But let's talk about Chicago first. No score in the first uh, that was tonight when we're recording on the 10th Sunday. Uh, no score in the first. It was a pretty even period. I thought the Caps were, you know, playing a really good road game as they're in Chicago this night. Uh, kind of feeling each other out, but pretty even, I'd say. Then in the Chicago started to still the, tilt the ice in the second, and Seth Jones sends a nice pass to Kurashev for a tap-in goal. <clears throat> Shortly after, though, McMichael lofted an area pass to, to the – like into the zone on what was really an out man situation, looking for a streaking Mantha who did bury on a mini breakaway on the backhand. Very nice play. Uh, the caps are definitely at this point taking in, you know, loving the sloppy play by Chicago, which a young team definitely not completely working together on some things. Uh, I would say that they're a little sloppy, a little rough around the edges, which is to be expected. Um, and the first line took advantage off a huge hit from Oshie that resulted in a tic-tac-toe play from Ovi Edmondson and Strom for a tap-in. Beautiful goal. Tough finish for Strom there with the left hand coming from across the body. <clears throat> then the fourth line scored a dirty one off a rush, and there was a bad and a battle in front. Dowd actually scored this one, though Beck Malenstein picked up loose change in front with just like the perfect amount of room, put one on net, it did get blocked, but Dowd was there squirming around on his back to tap it in. Um, and, you know, I think the Caps did a, a – that, that line and during that play just did an incredible job of keeping the play alive in front uh, via the old bump and grind. The Caps took over like they did against New York the night before, and, and Dowd topped it off with a fourth line undressing the Hawks, with, <clears throat> which resulted in – Dowd having all night and day to place this puck for his second of the game. Then St. Thomas got involved in some rough stuff, got a double minor and a 10-minute misconduct. And Oshie was talking shit, so I guess he got another 10-minute misconduct. Uh, And then for the NHL, Bedard hooked up with Murphy on some serious backhand sauce, which is a very pretty play. Uh, And at this point, I'm like, okay, are the Caps going to be a headline? It's 4-2. Like, tomorrow, is it going to be... Bedard stuns the Caps, <clears throat> you know, coming back in the last minute of the game in a 4-2 game. I was waiting for Bedard to go off on like a four-game or full goal, four-goal game here. <coughs> uh, the headline will be like, kid's got no quit in him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, did you notice like he's just got this look of intensity on his face? Um, when he's playing, but <clears throat> I just can't take it seriously because he's a child. 
He just looks like an angry child. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, last year when he was a senior in high school, that was intimidating, but now... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know, though. I'm, I, I was thinking about this earlier. I'm starting to like the kid. <clears throat> oh, yeah? Why? Is it because his yeah. mom's easy? <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm, I'm hoping for a shot. No, uh, <laughs> oh God. I don't know. I guess I got... I'm, I'm over you know, my sourness of the NHL pushing him on us. And I'm just, you know, he seems like a hardworking kid and um, he's fun to watch. And so I'm just, uh, you know, I'm starting to, I'm starting to enjoy him in the league. Just hoping he gets on a different team soon. Yeah. And I would have to agree. The dude looks really good. He looks really comfortable out there. And you can tell that when he's out there, especially on the power play that he's calling the shots. Yeah. Which is crazy as yeah. 18-year-old kid playing with a bunch of veterans, playing with guys who've been in the league forever. Uh, it's a young team overall, but <clears throat> playing against guys who have, you know, a 19-year career in the NHL and just going in and being confident enough to to completely drive play. I totally agree uh, with that assessment. Um, and he got, his, he got on the board, so we appeased the NHL with that one, letting it up. Yeah. Dude, as a 31-year-old man, if I had an 18-year-old come in, start running his mouth and trying to take charge, that little shit better earn it. That's for damn sure. <laughs> right. He's he's going to he's going to have to earn me listening to him. And you know, I'll say that like no rookie season was worse than Sidney Crosby's. Just his attitude, his constant diving and his like crying the whole time, you know, thinking that he's already yeah. royalty or at least percept the perception for me on his rookie season was that way. Um, Bedard doesn't seem like a big talker. I will say that I think everybody got a flyer to like, don't hit this kid too hard. Yeah, you know, probably let's not end this guy's career early, but um, you know, and I, I thought that, so he's getting the superstar T treatment which is nothing new, but uh, yeah, nothing worse than Crosby just diving and crying and, and you know, being young Crosby. So uh, when you set the bar that low, I think that it's easy for Bedard to look good. Yeah. Yeah. True. All right. So let's look at, Oh, and, and this will be a nice little taste for Thursday. Um, the troll pole, as you guys are about to take a ride on, <clears throat> Last the week. Troll pole. Yeah, right. I need to get like a porn noise. It's like the troll pole, and it's like, uh. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the troll pole this, this week was about Ovechkin. With Ovi's production at all time lows, do you still think he'll break the record? No comments and only 21 votes. But 48% said, of course. 19% said no, and 33% said, not sure, I'm worried. And all I have to say to the 19 and 33%, which happens to be a slight majority, to give your fucking nuts a tug and chill out. It's only been, you know, it's, it's, it's a short, dry season, a dry spot. But, you know, I wouldn't, I, I could see why you would be a little worried and we'll talk about all that on Thursday. So make sure to tune in. <clears throat> but we do have some some predictions to go through. 
Ovi goals this week. I said he'd have four. I thought he'd get off the schneid. He had zero. Polly, you said he'd have two. He had zero. I think I win this year or this this uh, week because I was positive and thinking that Ovi would be, you know, back to his former self. And you were a little bit of a naysayer. So I'm thinking that you lose this one. You know, I'm thinking if if they had the competition in the Olympics, you would get the gold for mental gymnastics. <laughs> hey, man, whatever works, man. You've got to you've got to have it. Um. Okay, well, we'll, we'll just call it a wash. Um, the record, though, you had two one and one, and I had three and one. They went two and two. Uh, I would say that's a wash. They went two one and one. Did they? Yeah. They oh, yeah, that's right. To Dallas. That's right, in Dallas, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I was literally perfect on it. Okay, well, you know. I think that you should get demerits for being so negative, to be completely honest. But Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's neither here nor, near, here nor there. I guess I'll concede the victory to you this week. Um, what are our upcoming games? What do we got next week? Um, so we got three games in four days, so a couple days off. And then uh, December 14th, that's Thursday night at Philly. And then down to Nashville on the 16th. And then Carolina on the 17th. Yeah, and I think six of the next seven games are on the road. So the Washington Capitals are definitely going to be making up for that short start or the slow start at the beginning of the season with the schedule. So they're definitely making it up now. It's definitely going going to be a great test, and I can't wait to see it. Um, I think the Washington Capitals are going to go three and zero. All right. Um, <clears throat> you know what? I'm with you. Oh shit! Yes. All right. Welcome to the light side here, Polly. Um. All right. Three and zero, baby. Let's go. And then Ovi goals. I think he's coming off the Schneid. I think he's going to get two. You know, I promise you I'm not copying you. I was going to say I'm sticking with my two. Okay. Well, look. I, finally, we're aligned. This has to count for something. Yeah. Mercury Complete alignment. Out of retrograde. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, Caps fans, tune in to us on Thursday. We'll be talking about all about OV goals and the hockey troll hip check. And then what are you going to be talking about, Polly? at snack time. We've got some Team USA hockey news to talk about, men's and women's. Let's go. Let's go. All right, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out on Thursday. Hockey Joe, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Polly underscore Cupcakes on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.